But he used to just. I remember the like. Yes. I, I remember the like day podcast because I listened to him. Well, you were on one. Yes. And then they did maybe what twelve episodes. Yep. But Nathan would intentionally just like get everybody around the soundboard and would just randomly press record and then would go back and edit of like finding a perfect like random conversation spot. It'd be just like Kevin making an offhand really inappropriate joke and then he would throw in their little like elevator like ding 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 ding. <laughs> but I think I think that's what you need to do because I think that's what a lot of people do now is they throw like a really good attention grabbing. You're gonna want to stay tuned for this quote. Yeah, and then they just clip that in front of the rest of the podcast, which is good because that's what I just did. I just started us recording. Oh, because nice. then we don't have then we, then we don't have to do the awkward like, "Hi, how do we start this?" <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so we actually we're starting. So. Oh man, now I kind of want to listen to all those though. I, I know. Oh, I'm my gonna God. have to go I... back to that one. I bet Nathan still has them. To... They're still they're still up. They're they still up. I, yeah. I still remember when they were recording, every single one of them had to be explicit because Kevin just did not care about cussing. No. So, no. Or just how dark some of the humor would get. Oh, yeah. It's Kevin. You're dealing with Kevin and Nathan, which Nathan is not that dark. But he, if Kevin takes it there, Nathan will just fan the flames. Yeah, he'll have an oar. He'll just keep yep. wheeling out into the middle of the lake with it. Oh, God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yay, okay. so we're, we're here. Welcome to the Positively Jack podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is an idea that we've had for approximately what? Probably a year. Years. <laughs> <laughs> 87 years. Since podcasting was a thing and we've we, and we've started co like collaborating on like referring podcasts to each other. We've always yes. said we should do our yeah. own podcast. Yes. And then yep. it, what Two weeks ago, you like turned over in bed and like randomly had the idea for the title. I I I actually had the idea for the title mainly like for a long time. I think I told Kels like months ago off the cuff, but it was because I I love so many of these podcasts that bring in like health, lifestyle, reading research, delivering it to the masses, all this other stuff. But man, when it comes to health, lifestyle, wellness, all this other stuff. There wasn't like always this like positive connotation to it. There was like competitive. There yep. was, oh, it's season of life. It's balance. It's all this other stuff. But there was never anybody looking at it through the lens of just like, this is good betterment. There's, there's nothing wrong with that for just doing it for it being like a good positive thing for self. Yep. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it through that lens. Like, making yourself healthy and and striving for real strategies to implement that stuff can be done with a very good like flourishing mindset and not like a FOMO where oh, I'm gonna miss my pizza for the next month because I have to gut it because I don't know how to control my my nutrition balance there's like that meme going around where it's like a guy it, I think it's a guy it's like a copy of a tweet and he's like I gave up Diet Coke for a month and here's how it's going. I hate my life, it sucks and nothing has changed. And I've lost the only thing that makes me happy. And I think that just resonated so much because I, I've listened to podcasts like you forever. And it's, I feel like to, to be heard in this space, it's always be loud, be aggressive and be extreme. 
And I think that's the message that people hear. Well, if you're going to undertake fitness, you have to be all in. You have to do 75 hard. You should do 275 hard. You should do back to back to back. And I think people lose the sense of, can't we just do it to feel better? Can't we do it just to be happy? Can't we do it to enhance all of the other aspects of our life and have this great holistic picture? Why does it have to be okay, this thing's going to take over your life and it's going to suck dry all your relationships and all your sense of balance. And if you don't do it this way, you're a pussy and don't be a bitch. And well, now I have to put the explicit warning on our podcast too. <laughs> That's okay. I feel like anybody who knows us know that like we'll ride the PG-13 line really hard. <laughs> yeah. Like you may or may not get an F-bomb and it'll be a treat when it happens. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it worth it. <laughs> exactly. That'll be our intro. Um, yeah. No, but to that note, I, I, the hardest part about undoing what a lot of the masses are doing with fitness and nutrition and stuff like that is that extreme nature of it. Like they yeah. make it competitive and there's one, it's one thing to make things like a little bit gamified, right? Where you have like, you have metrics and KPIs and like little benchmarks and stuff like that. Cause it's a journey. And then there's another thing of making it competitive. And I'm a firm believer that anytime you make something competitive, you're making something unhealthy because what competitive and what competition means to me is that you are turning a blind eye to a lot of things that go off to the side of your lane when your lane is like, I want to be the best or I want to be the most hardcore or whatever at X. And in that you have to narrow your focus and that, yeah, there's, there is a time and a place for that stuff, but not in living a healthy life, living a balanced life. Yep. Like you don't need to be competitive at that. You need to just be self-aware and, you know, sometimes that's either maintaining, sometimes that's moving forward. Sometimes that's shifting perspective for three months and then bringing it back. But man, the hardcore, I can't, I can't do the hardcoreness anymore. It's just, no. No, I, you have to undo too much trauma from people when they get into it with that hardcore mindset. Well, and I think it's difficult when you're new to something. And I think we could both speak to this when you're, when you, when you find something and it's new, a lot of the motion motivational imagery, and it goes back to kind of what we said, a lot of the motivational inner like stuff you come across is the extreme stuff. First, you come across the CrossFit games, athletes who train eight days a week or eight hours a day, eight days a week, you come across the 75 hard, you find these things that are really extreme first because they surface first. And I think when you're new, you think, okay, well, to, to be taken seriously, to really be in it, I got to do those things. Mm -hmm. I, I can't start small. I have to do something. I have to do the grand gesture. I have to absolutely put myself in this really uncomfortable place right away, or I'm not going to have that that revelation in my life, that transformation, that total change of self. And I, you know, I just don't think there's enough message out there kind of taking mm -hmm. it in the other place. Reversely too, I, I think, I think people get so specialized in podcasts that they're not aggregating a lot of things together towards that holistic picture. And I think that's what we've talked about doing for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, one of my big goals is, with the podcast and just in general in our discussions, anytime we get together is what's, what's moving forward, right? Like yeah. if we're, if we're doing the podcast or we're, we're writing down uh, different 
episode themes and stuff like that like the only goal i want for anybody who listens to this all like nine of them maybe is are you going to get better is it something that at a certain point in the next six months to a year you might have like this little hurdle or this little challenge and you can think of like oh that little tidbit actually like is is applicable to this situation and then i navigate it just a little bit easier right yeah. and that's that's fine because if that happens just a few times in a year, you know, you could have somebody navigating nutritional hardships, psychological hardships, fitness, injury, stuff like that. It's these little tidbits that have big ripple effects. And that's yeah. the whole idea that I had in general behind like the positive psychology stuff, because there's not a, there's, there's, whenever anybody thinks about performance psychology or positive psychology or sports psychology, they always go to the competitive side and they always go to the extreme side. but mm -hmm the way i found it when i was doing my masters was it was just really simply explained the history of psychology was always with a slight negative connotation there was abnormal psychology there was uh, uh early childhood psychology where they would focus on issues and behavioral issues and stuff like that that gave a negative psychological diagnosis anytime you saw a psychologist or saw a psychiatrist people were like oh you have mental health issues like it was always this like negative connotation that followed it and then you found i found positive psychology and it was just like it's quite literally so simple finding psychological or mental uh, uh mental health and mental health practice needs that make your psychology as a human a little bit better that's all what can optimize it what can move it forward what can make it to where mentally you're a little more resilient because the challenges aren't going to stop we've that's a that's a conclusion yep. that you and i have discussed more often than not is that the challenges and hurdles will never stop. Yeah. So yeah. if you can equip yourself with just a few little tidbits from like what we know to make things a little bit easier to navigate, all the better. And, and tidbits can be, you know, just to dig into that, double click into it a bit. It's tidbits could be simple mindset, mindset shifts. Tidbits could be simple behaviors changes. Tidbits could be, your your toolkit of okay if this then this mm -hmm. you know i i think it's there's just so much you can do to hold your place against challenge and move forward against it or circle back it's it's the tools you need to navigate however a situation arrives yeah. at your doorstep when it does yeah being comfortable with all the outcomes all the potential yep. outcomes right so i guess a good question you know doubling back then is you know, to talk a little bit about ourselves, because we obviously love to do that. Um, how, how did we end up together? How did we end up where we are? Hmm. Um, I ran after you and I made you angry at the gym once and you decided <laughs> to take a leap of faith on a on a young on a youngster who's for some reason owned a gym. That's like a that's like a movie trailer right there. I know. <laughs> yeah, for anybody who did not know this between Jess and I, at one point, Jess really didn't like me <laughs> like i and granted i did not contribute or i did i did not contribute to like any counter measure in that little span of the crossfit <laughs> open in 2012. you uh, to go back even further i walked well summer of 2011. Yep. um i was in a weird place i'd just gotten married life felt like it was slowing down from that and it was the big question of what next and I stumbled on Tim Ferriss. 
he had just started a podcast. Podcasting mm -hmm. was pretty new at the time. And I read Four Hour Body. Yep. And it was this idea of like, oh, I can get better. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. I can get better. And then I went to a conference in San Diego and I met Bob Harper from Biggest Loser mm -hmm. Fame. And Bob Harper could not shut up about CrossFit. He was all about it. And he put us through a workout and I died. I couldn't walk up the stairs for two and a half weeks, but I felt great. I felt like I was doing something for the first time in a long time. And just so happens, you know, my next door neighbor was part of a gym and kept telling us at weird moments that I should come to his gym almost in a creepy way. And I was like, no, bro, that's okay. Uh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> so we went to a Globo gym and just didn't find a lot of traction. So finally took him up on his offer and I walk in the door and there is a very young shirtless man yep. climbing ropes with weights attached to it. Yep. And he stopped what he was doing and he put me through a workout. He kept saying the name Cindy. And I was like, who the fuck is Cindy? And did that workout while he watched me intently. And I didn't want to let him down because he was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and he was young and I wasn't about to like embarrass myself by falling off a pull-up bar with a band on it and jumping on a box that kept moving around on a concrete floor. And I don't know. I I beat my husband at the workout and I was like, well, that was cool. And yep. the people were cool. And sometimes this adorable man would charge me for coming there. And sometimes he would forget for several months on end. <laughs> I <laughs> just kept coming back. <laughs> the hardest part about taking over that business was that. So backstory on me, I took over an existing CrossFit box that just really hadn't had a lot of energy put into it. Yeah. Like it was taken over by my former business partners and they had a business training or a business model for personal training that they wanted to run with more, which I couldn't blame them because it was a, it was a good model. They're still yeah. doing it to this day. They're one of the best in town and, and, and it's awesome for them. But like, it was one of those things where it's just like the care wasn't put into it. Yeah. And so the billing methods knew nothing of how they build like you were how old at the time you were how old at the uh 2012 time? so i was 20 well if you know you when you came in was 2011. yeah so i would have been 21 22. let's just marvel at that what yeah what a, what a crap show i would have run at 21. so my when i took it over my only my biggest goals one make sure everybody like enjoyed it yeah. I wanted everybody to be happy about it. Like have fun in the suffering. Cause that was the whole idea behind CrossFit. And two, I wanted, uh, I wanted everybody to be able to do something that they at any point did not think they could. Yeah. So like they, like somebody would come in and I'd have them swinging like a 15 pound kettlebell and they'd see and marvel at somebody else swinging a 35. And I would see that look in their eye and they're just like, I can't do that. I'm like, bet money you can someday and they're just yep. like oh no <laughs> and so i'm just like if it's something you want we'll get there and oh, that yeah. was it like the the money side of stuff like it's still one of those ones that like i need to be better about as far as like being at the forefront of a service but that was never my charter never my goal my goal was yeah. to anybody that came in have a lot of fun 
do something new they never thought they could. Yeah. Because that's that's the coolest feeling as a coach to me is when you see that aha moment when somebody's just like, oh my God, I can do something cool. Yep. Um, and you grew it. You grew it because we moved a yeah, couple months so after. When I took it over in 2011, there were less than 10 members. I ran a group on, I had you guys come in. And I think when we moved, we had around 45 members, Yep. 35 to 45. And we moved to the north side of town to a bigger warehouse space. And in that space before 2013, when we uh, liquidated that business and reorganized under a new one, which is our current one, um, I think we had roughly 70 members, 70 to 80. Yep. Which is a decent size for the space that we had. Mm -hmm. and oh, and considering I was going through my senior year of college and I right. I delayed my graduation a semester because I had to take intercession classes and stuff. So at one point, and this is always one of my favorite things because saying it out loud a decade over a decade later, at one point, I went a year straight of waking up at 4.30 in the morning, putting meat and potatoes and veggies in a crock pot, driving to the gym plugging my crock pot in coaching two to three classes i had my bike on the back of my my car i'd ride my bike from the gym to campus and i would be on campus i would eat on campus i would do my classes sometimes i would sleep on benches or under trees like if i had little breaks at around two o'clock two 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 thirty i would ride my bike back to the gym i would either train a client or do my own workout or nap behind my desk where my head was on an ab mat and I had those little puzzle pads and I would sleep there until 3.34 when we had our evening classes. And then I would coach three, or I would coach 3.30, 4.30, 5.30 class, 6.30 I'd be done. I would, ride, I would drive home, I would cook my meal that night, I would eat my dinner and I would go to bed probably by 11, maybe. And I did that for a year. It's, it's still stunning to me. It's like, I, I lived a pretty transient broke lifestyle through college, but I didn't have that much responsibility. I like worked at Lowe's. It was, it was <laughs> weird because like my, my energy toward it and my excitement towards it totally took me into it. And then as I was getting into certain spots, like I remember, just like you had said, like, I remember a, mem oh, a former member, I was like, dude, you haven't made me pay a membership in like four months. And I'm just like, really? And I looked back at his membership. So like, and for some reason, I didn't, the, the software we used, it was something I was just not familiar with. And I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know. And so I, he was kind enough and got money back and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I just, my only goal was keep, keep it that, open, keep that keep energy going up. and keep it open. And dude, I was, I, it was, it was so weird to think that I, it wasn't even a question for me. Like there was yeah. no, there was no stopping. There was yep. just, how do we, how do we keep going forward? How do we keep doing that? I want more yep. equipment. I want more flooring. Yep. I want more of this. And here we are 12 years later, yep. <laughs> 13 years yep. later. <laughs> yep. And I just latched onto it. I, I just fully latched onto the idea that I could get better and that I could just turn all these dials to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And, and so you ended up kind of in the positive psychology side. And I was in a master's for learning systems design and development, which is kind of like takes all these lessons of psychology and cognitive science and puts them to work toward performance improvement, mm -hmm. usually in a corporate context, usually in a work context. 
but it just ticked all the little things that I love. It's like, can I turn this dial to do this? Well, what if I do this a little differently? And what if I do this? And I also just had a lot of weird random skills. So when you guys wanted to liquidate and restart, you were like, can't you do logos? Yeah. Can't you do websites? Yeah. And then slowly it was, well, Jess, what would you do if we did this? Or Jess, what, how would you handle this? And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, well now we're like mutually dependent on one another. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but we've both lived in kind of the extremes of lifestyle to where we've arrived at this point where like, we need to do a podcast and how we've kind of pulled ourselves out of it because that moment you started with where you chased me down because I was driving away from you was when you were trying to compete to get to regionals. That was yeah. 2013. 12. We we're still at Big Bear. 13. We were, or actually, no, it might have been, it might have been 13 because we moved in the summer of yeah. 13. So yeah, I was trying to, I, I mean, it was CrossFit. So you tried to get yeah. to regionals. That was the thing for competitors. And I had been paying a coach. I had been. On top all of the all things. these other things that you were doing on top yeah. of the, the lifestyle that you were living that we just spoke about, you were yeah. also trying to get to regionals and paying somebody to also hopefully get to regionals because back then it was like, this is, this is accessible that to somebody with a reasonable lifestyle. Well, and that made, I know it's weird, but in CrossFit at that time, that made your career. Yep. Like boxes could, could be successful, but some of the most successful boxes were the ones that had the most notorious athletes. Yep. And that's just how it was. Like not a lot of people were taking the forefront of the business model when it came to CrossFit boxes. It was, right. if you had some sort of notoriety or some sort of like epic camp or something like that, that's why people came to your facility. Yep. And so, yeah, that year during the open, I just remember getting so pissed because I had worked really hard and had all these things going on and every workout that released that year, I didn't do poorly, but there was a distinguished wall that hit me on almost every yeah. single workout. And I, I think it was by week three, I was irate. I was yeah. so pissed because I'm like, I have put in You're so much so extra crazy. work of this stuff. And yeah, I kicked a folding chair across the room. Yep. Um, you, you hit it was like literally, I think it was like a Monday when the workouts were due. And mm -hmm. it was like, obviously, this is not going to happen. And, and you, like you said, you were such a person that everything was about everybody else, making everybody else happy, serving other people, making sure that their goals were met. Yep. And there was just this moment where you had wanted something for yourself and it wasn't going. And I, I think it was Erica who said something or, you know, we were making noise in the corner while we were mobilizing and you said something to us and kicked a chair. And I was like, I don't it even was, know this. No, no, I know exactly what it was. I had just, <laughs> I had just finished a workout. And I was still like not only recovering, but angry about how I had done. Yeah. And Erica asked me to judge. Oh. And I said, I need a effing minute. <laughs> and I kicked the chair because I was so pissed because like I had just finished. I had just not done what I wanted to do. And I didn't even... And it's, it's by no fault of hers. Like I'm the leader for these, this community, this facility, stuff like that. Yep. I'm the most experienced. I'm the, I'm the main coach, all this other stuff. So Erica was totally within 
reason to be like, Nate, can you help judge like this next group? And it just hit me at the perfect time. And it was the, I think it was one of the few times that I ever like actually snapped because yeah, I, think I, was, it is. I was so angry that like I hadn't, I wasn't even recovered for five. I still had sweat on me. I still had no shirt on everything like that. And it was, Hey, I need you to judge me. And I'm just like, I need a freaking minute, like one minute give it to me. Like, I, I do you not see that I'm not well right now. <laughs> and I kicked that chair. And then I just remember seeing, I, I remember seeing, I remember seeing several people like kind of eyes wide at it. And then you just going like, I, I, the, I think the next thing, the next memory I have was of you, like, and somebody, somebody, somebody was just like, Jess is like out, like gone. <laughs> and just took off out the door and I was just like, I gotta stop her. Like, I know yeah. I crossed the line. I know I reacted poorly. And so it's it was the only a, man who's a, ever run after me. <laughs> well, it was a zero. It was like it was one of those things, like like you said, like I, I, I was all about other people and I still to this day am, but I, I yes, I wanted something for myself. Yes, I wanted to have those moments, but I also knew that I didn't want my moving forward to be at the cost of others. Yep. And that's what always kind of made me a little bit shitty of a competitor was yeah. like, I, I love doing my own stuff. And there were some competitions where if I focused on my own game, I was, I was fine. I actually did really well and I'd never walked away regretful. But when I, when my ripple effect hurt other people, that was when yep. I was just like, I don't, I don't want to compete. I don't yep. like that. I never, I never liked that. So yeah, I remember Erica being like, you were gone. And I'm just like, ah, that's because of me. Like, it was just no question. That's because of me. I need to fix it. Take off. Yep. So, <laughs> and now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Stuck together like glue. I get to be in your wedding. Um, no. if, I, if you, if I had known you when I got married, you'd probably would have been in my wedding, but well, yeah, I, of course. Uh, so yeah, I think, you know, and now coming forward, however many years later, it's been what, almost 13 years yep. that, you know, we've learned so much. Um, we've both worked crazy jobs. We've had crazy life changes and lifestyle. Child's mm -hmm. decided now is the time to eat chips. Of course. It's totally uh, fine. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting because I've even taken a stint away from our current gym where I was you mm -hmm. know, four years in Colorado. And yeah, it just, it was very, I'd like to think that based on that incredibly odd start and foundation to friendship, um, you and I have, have both kind of said in one way or another that our friendship is like, not only do we trust each other, talk to each other about everything, but it's always a betterment. Whenever we talk, it always feels like, we need to, we need to and want to up our game in something yep yep and it's such a rolling snowball of momentum like yep. one of us gets to listening to certain podcasts about a certain subject and then we start nerding out a certain subject and then journaling more and you're doing your peloton every morning and like i'm mobilizing more and it's just all these things like every time we chat it's just that little bit of like better i got to show up i got to show up to be you know the person that is worthy of being your friend and worthy of being her mom, wherever she is. Right. And, <laughs> you know, worthy of being, you know, capable holding up all these relationships that I value so much. And I think that's the balance that, you know, circling back that 
we don't see on a lot of these podcasts that deal with the subjects that we are interested in fitness, health, nutrition. It's, it's not about the whole picture and it's not about uplifting all the things at once. I just, mm -hmm. I'm tired of hearing the message of like, well, if you want to be a winner, nothing can get in your way. If you want to be this person, you have to, you know, put the relationships aside that aren't serving you. And it's like, yeah, I guess, but like, I just think that's the easy way out. I think, I think it's so much more nuanced than that. I think pe people can do better by all the things that they have to juggle in their lives, mm -hmm. you know, um, and having been through what I've been through in the past year working, you know, in corporate tech and now, you know, I've been sprinting for 20 weeks at about 60 hours a week. I know that building systems and building habits and finding balance, even though I hate that word is possible. And mm -hmm. I think that's what I'd love to bring to conversations with you. I think of a word I like to use more than balance is synergy. Yeah. Everything working together, right? There's a yeah. symbiotic, there's a symbiotic relationship to so many things that people have. And and then sometimes people get together and they and we, we have these discussions or goal setting sessions like that, and they realize there there are elements that don't have a synergy. There are elements yep. that actually throw off the symbiosis. And those are the things that'll actually fall off because you yep. realize that your your autopilot had this this passenger of a bad habit or a bad you know reaction to something and it's like it just held on the whole time and you don't you never yep. understood why it just did yep. um but yeah it, it's it's very interesting because not only you know the synergy aspect of it but it's also um a lot of these places ignore where people are at they're just like it doesn't matter where you're starting this is this is what you need to do. This is the thing. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that strategy may work if you don't have two kids, if you don't have this as your budget, if you don't have this commute. And it's just like so many of these things just disregard where people are at because they want to focus on that particular avatar, focus on this. And it's just like realistically, like you're making this so specific to a particular type of person. Yep. And that doesn't work when you're talking about this big picture of health wellness lifestyle nutrition all this other stuff like it just doesn't like yeah. 75 hard sounds nice but also have you like do any of those habits really stick yeah not well usually usually it's the person selling the program it's usually yeah. the person selling the plan it's be like me i do this this is how we win mm -hmm. And I don't think there's really a real concept of we in that it's, this is how I'm winning. It should work for you. And what yeah. we've seen over again in all of our clients is no, no, it doesn't. No, what works yeah. for me is not what's going to work for most people. Like right. you, you joke about my intake food wise all the time <laughs> because I eat a stupid amount of food just to maintain like my activity, but I'm also blessed with the metabolism that can do that. Yeah. And so if I just assigned what my workouts were and my nutrition to people, the amount of variance of results would be yeah. ridiculous. Some good, maybe probably yeah. quite a few, very frustrated and upset with very cramping stomachs. <laughs> so oh it's just, yeah. Meeting people where you're at, like uh, it's, it's a, such a simple concept, but also I think I think that's like you said, like like trying to do the I did this, this is how we win, you should do what I do. I think that's the easy way. Using, you know, the one thing that you have seen to possibly garner a little bit of success as opposed to acknowledging and respecting the variables that come to the table with a new person yeah. and then adjusting your model 
to have like a little bit of an organic fluctuation with whatever's coming into it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I think Pretty we cool. just, I think we, I think we just like went for 30 minutes and we were I worried we about how that would go. And I was like, I, I bet if we just start talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head starting, starting from the start. Starting from the start. But I think we can leave it with overall what our vision is for the podcast. Cause I actually really love the way it is. And also our goals for each episode to come, cause there will be more, cause this was way too much fun, <laughs> but our vision that we came up with, and I love the word you used dish. We dish real time strategies on the nutrition, fitness, wellness, and lifestyle trends to prioritize positive psychological habits and best practices. Yep. Which is a pretty cool way to look at it. That's a great lens to look at some stuff. And it's probably over, overly robust, but all those things matter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then our goal for each episode is to relay helpful information and topics relating to health, mental and physical, nutrition, lifestyle, and habit formation. In addition, give real-time strategy or RTS. We will be using that acronym quite a bit that anyone can apply in the same day to help benefit themselves. Amen. Yeah. And so <laughs> on that note, a real-time strategy that uh, I would highly recommend to almost anybody uh, if you are interested in getting some a semblance of a handle on moving forward, as we had said, is either start journaling, even if it's free writing. That's one of my favorite things to get people to start doing because then you'll start recognizing familiar words, familiar habits, familiar headspaces or reach out to a coach. I swear to God, it, it will benefit. Like find somebody who, you know, can it be us? Sure. But if it's anybody local that you have friends that have trusted, that have, that, that have been emboldened by somebody, go talk to that person. Find yeah. out what it is. Even a 20 minute, 30 minute conversation for 20 or 30 bucks or a personal trainer at a gym that's 60 bucks an hour literally show up and be like, I want to get better at this. Can you show me some machines in a routine? Yep. Any of that is going to move that dial just a smidge forward. You're going to learn something about it. And then it sets you up for all these other options. Yep. So that's my real time strategy for this one. Yep. I, I absolutely 100% agree. Those things have absolutely changed my trajectory. Yeah. Okay, we will be back. <laughs> Thank you for point. listening. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. And if you have questions, as always, we love to talk with people about this stuff. So reach out. Yep, talk to you cool. soon.